providing real solutions for real industry challenges. Welcome to FNF Unplugged, the talk of the title industry. Welcome to FNF Unplugged. Today, we welcome professional triathlete, Ben Knute. I know our audience is gonna be a little curious why we're always talking to coaches and athletes, but to me, talking with athletes and coaches is very helpful to businesses because they can learn from their drive. And Ben, I always wanna start with a story or your journey. I first met you and your wonderful family, by the way, when you were in high school and I had the pleasure to watch you race and compete and actually compete against some of my own children in cross country. It's not that long ago. I mean, we were doing uh, cross country pasta parties and that sort of stuff, right? I know. It seems like so long ago because, you know, you guys have, uh, I mean, that whole class has come such a long way since high school. It's it's amazing, isn't it? It really is. And it's crazy to think that, yeah, our 10-year anniversary, I think, was this year, which is crazy to me. Just wait, Ben. Pretty soon you'll you'll be thinking about your 30th anniversary from, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. from high school. Yeah, I fast. Very fast. Well, tell us about your road and your journey in becoming an Olympian. Sure. And that's, I think, probably about halfway through my journey right there. I've been doing the sport of triathlon overall for about 20 years now. I started when I was eight or nine at a local kids triathlon and was exposed to the sport well before that with my dad racing. And honestly, one of my earliest memories is watching him race the Chicago triathlon um, in, I'm standing on lower Wacker drive and watching him ride by on his bike. And I think that, you know, triathlon was something that I was just pulled towards because of the community behind it. And I just had a, a bit of a natural inclination to, to go there. I wasn't maybe the best runner always, but swim and bike came a little bit easily. And the kids triathlon team that started up um, a couple of years after that first race just exposed me to something that was very different than what I was getting maybe in other sports where I had to make choices early on, but my parents exposed me to a bunch of different things, which was awesome. And triathlon was just the one that just, you know, kept outlasting every other sport and found some success pretty early on as a youth and junior athlete. And by the time I was in high school racing cross country, it was kind of looking at colleges to get the great college experience, but also the major that I wanted, which was exercise physiology, but also to be able to train and race and see where triathlon could take me. And I guess, you know, kind of fast forwarding into there is I was able to qualify for my professional card after my freshman year in college and was given an opportunity to race overseas. And that's what really kind of gave me the first taste of racing as a professional and kind of set that early bar for what it takes to, to race at the, the highest level. And so that's kind of, I guess, the Sparknotes version of it, but definitely can you know expand more on some of those details in between. Well, a couple details in between. I think I, I heard your daughter in the background. Congratulations on getting married and, and having a daughter. How has that changed your life, your career, and kind of your outlook going forward? 
Thanks. Yeah, we're actually we're out here in a condo in Oceanside getting ready. We we raced last weekend in L.A. and we just drove down the coast a little bit to, to race another time this weekend. And honestly, like, you know, everybody tells you how great it is to be a dad and uh, you have that expectation, but it's really hard to put into words, I think, kind of how special it is, especially just, you know, watching them grow. And it's hard almost to, to realize like it's like it's me and it's part me, part my wife. And it's just amazing to watch her smile and interact. And it gives me, you know, I think a little bit of extra motivation and a little bit extra something to go out there and train every day, push myself and try and show her like, her dad is strong, just like she can be. He's dedicated. He doesn't quit. And it's that extra little something. And honestly, I, like, I took some of it from my dad, I guess, stealing a little bit from him. Is He's a lawyer and he he's a trial lawyer at times, getting up, standing in front of judges and everything. And he said when we were first born, if he'd get nervous before a trial, he'd be like, well, I'm not going to be nervous because I don't want my, you know, I don't want my sons to to see if I'm nervous or I don't want them to to see that. I want them to see me confident standing in front of a judge and speaking. And I kind of use that similar thing too. And I think dad's strength is real. I think that, you know, you get a little extra kick of energy to, you know, either wake up in the middle of the night or to play with your daughter a little bit extra and and all that sort of stuff. Well, I will tell you, I will always put in a plug for parenthood. And what I have learned, you know, just by having grandchildren now, I see my children with their kids. And the one of the things I always ask them is, okay, now do you see why I was the way I was, <laughs> yeah. you know, as a parent? You know, think about all those cross-country meets where, you know, you saw your parents on the sidelines and all of us parents, you know, kind of cheering our children on because we know what they can do. We know what's in them. We know that we have hopefully given them as much as we can to make them feel that they could be successful, right? Exactly. And I mean, I can't wait for for that sort of stuff too. I get so excited when she's just crawling around or standing up, almost taking her first steps. And yeah, that's it's uh, it's really amazing. Now, with a lot of what you did, obviously you started at a very young age, but you made it sound very simple becoming this triathlete. But we know it's not as simple as it sounds. How are the races so different from each other? I mean, I have a hard time keeping up with how different they are. Yeah, there's a, a wide range. And I've kind of, I guess I'm a little bit more unique in that fact in that I've kind of done the spread of everything from super sprint, which is about a 300 meter swim, uh, 6K bike, and then just over a mile run up to half Ironman, which is a 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike, and then a half marathon run. And they each have their own challenges with the sprints take a lot more speed and the, the half Ironman stuff takes a lot more pacing and, and strength based. But my coach and I have found that it, they kind of play off of each other and we've been able to balance that. But just recently, we're starting to move kind of more into that kind of longer stuff after doing quite a lot of the the sprints, super sprints, Olympics and all that sort of thing for, I guess, it's been about 10 years since I've got my pro card. So it's been about 10 years of that kind of focus mainly and kind of shifting as you get older. It's kind of typical to, to lengthen out the distance a little bit. 
Now, you describe yourself as built for sport, engineered for victory, and determined to make a difference. Can you give us some insight on how you developed that or how you came up with that? Yeah, I have kind of this all-encompassing is, you know, I'm, I'm training myself and I've been developing myself to be this high-performance athlete. And athletics only can take you so far. Like I, I love being able to compete. Like I, I'm ultra competitive and I want to win every race I enter, but also winning isn't everything. And, you know, getting the best out of myself and being the best human being possible. I think that triathlon and sport is able to help me do that and trying to be able to give back in different ways. Like you, you started off saying that the, the podcast, you talked to a lot of different coaches, athletes, and that sort of thing. And there's a really great group actually based out of here in San Diego that's called the Challenge Athletes Foundation. And their whole thing is that sport elevates. It gives you purpose. And they deal with a lot of kids and people who you know have either been born without limbs or have some sort of disability that that was you know making it it challenging and you see some young kids you know get you know their first prosthetic leg for the first time and the joy that they have in just running down the block and that's the sort of stuff that you know i think really epitomizes sport and that's why we do it and that's why people are drawn to sport is there's this competitive aspect of wanting to be the best but there's a reason why people watch the Olympics too. And they watch those stories of people, not just winning and that's inspiring, but also watching the people who didn't really hit their goals or overcoming some massive thing that, that really, you know, touches at the the human spirit. Yeah. It's always great to be part of something bigger, right? I mean, yeah. Athletics. And this is why I've always encouraged everybody to be in sports, whether you're super talented or not, because it's such a team builder. It's, it's just such a good way of being part of something bigger. Yeah. And for me, it, it taught me all sorts of different things. It taught me how to, you know, be dedicated, do things I didn't want to do necessarily at the time. And it, exactly that too is triathlon looks like a very individual sport. I might be the only one who's, you know, out at the race, but it definitely has a, a strong team behind me and, and requires a strong team behind me to be able to perform the way that I do. And I'm sure not everybody on the team, I'm talking about more of the global team, you're not going to like everybody on the team. So it really helps build some business acumen to learn how to deal with the all the positive things about a team and some of the negative things about a team, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. And there's two sides to, to being a professional athlete. There's one where you have to balance and to be able to establish yourself in the sport, you have to be successful athlete. They always say, you know, if you get the results, like that's the first thing, but then, and something that you know, I think is kind of difficult for some people in triathlon can be is, is the business side of the sport and setting up relationships and finding that networking and creating, you know, a business for yourself is you're basically self-employed and trying to work your way through and, and make a living to support yourself, your family, travel around the world. So it definitely is is navigating those different relationships and, and figuring out the, you know, where you exactly fit in. 
Well, and a lot of people think that being a professional athlete is all fun and games, but it's not. It It's hard on your family at times. It's hard sometimes listening to some negative criticism versus the pat on the backs when things are going the right way. But you do have to support a family. You do need to get sponsors. And it's not always easy. No, it's not. You know, triathlon is is an interesting sport to look at overall because we're not quite as small of a sport as some of the other Olympic sports are necessarily. Like, I don't know how many Canadian listeners you have, but like I always kind of use throw curling in there because right. curling is is not as um, you know popular mainstream. But we're not a baseball, football, basketball that's on primetime television. But we have a very strong, dedicated, you know, base. And there's a lot that kind of, you know, supports triathlon. And you can make a, a pretty darn good living at it. And it isn't always easy. It's It can be long hours of training. It's, it's creating those right connections and everything. But it's a really lucky for us to be a part of this sport because it's allowed me and my wife to travel the world. It's, it's exposing my daughter to what I think is a, a really awesome sport and community. And I think that, you know, triathlon has is, is given me a lot over the years. So there are hard times and there are things that aren't always great about the sport. And sometimes I, maybe I wish I swung the golf club a few more times to maybe pursue professional golf, but Overall, triathlon is is amazing and has given us a lot, and um, we're pretty thankful for the sport to to be able to you know let us live the life that we live. Well, you know, there's always golf as a second career now, Ben. I know you look at Phil Mickelson, and he's uh, winning you know majors at at 50 years old, which is pretty incredible. So, yeah, I'm keeping it on the back burner, but I got to say that when it comes to you know hand eye coordination. I come up relatively, you know, average or mediocre. So I think I have to stick with uh, endurance sports. <laughs> now I'm going to uh, ask you about these three statements. I don't know if these are your mantras, but I want you to go through them for me. Race from the front, push through the line, love every moment. Tell me about those three. Yeah. So this kind of is the way that I race and, really the way that I kind of approach most things is at least in triathlon, my, uh, my style of racing, I'm a, I'm one of the stronger swimmers and have, I would say one of the stronger bikes. And my run is, is up there with some of the best, but maybe I'm not as fleet footed as some of the guys who come from a, a purely track background. So I've always looked aggressive and I've always liked to race aggressively and, you know, put people on the back foot right from the beginning. And that's essentially what it is. And that's, you know, my mentality is a lot is like, go out, go get them. And that can be applied to racing or just to anything really. And then like kind of the loving it is I do, I, I talk about it. There's that flow state that you really can get into when you race or when you're doing anything, it could be, you know, I had the flow state sometimes when I was studying for certain exams through high school and college where you're just, where you're writing a paper and you just, can really nail it and it just is starting to come easy. That is what I think is kind of that runner's high or that high that I can get from the sport where you can be pushing and digging deep in within yourself and really just emptying the tank and you can be exhausted, but you're still able to push forward and keep digging deeper than you ever have. And 
it's almost like trying to put together like the perfect race. It won't ever be perfect, but that's kind of what you're chasing and loving that aspect, loving the process of it, I think is important in whatever you do. So that to me is I've been able to be lucky enough to find what I love to do relatively early on and I can keep pursuing it. And I think that's what is making it pretty viable is I love to go out, push myself, see how hard I can go and how fast I can go. And even to bring it around to the business side, I actually have liked the networking and going out and putting myself out there and trying to connect with different people and find brands and businesses that align and have similar passions and values that I have. Definitely great life and business lessons. Now, speaking of pushing through, how did the pandemic and COVID affect your training and the triathlon races in general? It was uh, pretty interesting and kind of trying overall. My wife and I kind of laugh a little bit along. I mean, even with my parents, it's like 2020 was definitely a difficult year and it wasn't what we were expecting at all by any means, but we ended up making the most of it. We got married in 2020, got a dog, got pregnant and had a baby. We were able to move into a new house. And some of this comes from, you know, my parents instilling in me too, like triathlon, I've always been told have, you know, an emergency fund or have save up, keep saving because sport can be fleeting. And while I plan and triathlon is pretty great and I can have a career until I'm 40 years old and can make a a good amount in that time, you never know what could happen with injury and, and that sort of thing. And while I never thought I'd be planning for a global pandemic, that's kind of what happened. And I was able to, you know, still have great sponsors. And even though I was training and we were trying to qualify for the Olympics race fast throughout the year, And that got paused in March. And then we got into this holding cycle of maybe next month we'll race, maybe next month. By the time we hit May and June and things were starting to get canceled, it was more of a, okay, we don't know if we'll race at all this year. We don't have to be ready for races. Let's take a different approach and try and work on just the run, the weaker of the three for me, and really improve on that. And that's what we set out to do. And I had some minor opportunities to race virtually and we saw the sport of triathlon you know adapt to being able to do stuff during lockdown or you know with limited access to groups and the community coming together virtually a lot and then by the end of the year there were a handful of races that were able to be put on in a a safe way and I think that you know my approach didn't leave me as maybe fit as I would have liked to do and have as complete of races at those, but I started to see the benefits of the shift in mindset, focusing and not quite taking a sabbatical, but just like taking a different approach to training. I saw some of those benefits early in 2021, an improved run and improved pacing coming off the bike from that. And really, I think we took advantage of... Uh, you know, a a not so ideal situation and just, you know, figured out the best way for us to handle it. Again, your parents have given you great advice, Ben. Yeah, they, they have good advice. And it's funny, the longer I become a dad and the more days I go on, I'm like, okay, I, I can understand a lot of what they did. Even though you didn't agree with some of it along the way, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of pushback here and there, right? Yeah, just a little. Typical with boys in the family. Yeah. 
So in life and business and athletics, there are a lot of high highs and low lows. How do you kind of deal with the euphoria that you feel when you're crossing that finish line and you made it and you made your goal and either you won or you came in the top versus those low times where expectations were not met? You felt that you let yourself down or somebody else down. How do you deal with the high highs and the low lows in athletics? I think it's important to be able to stop and no matter the situation, find positives in anyone. Like there's there's positives obviously in a high high and there's positives in a low low too. You, you can find something that you did correct. And then it's also important to go back and reflect and see what you could do better. And um, as an athlete, I've always been my best critic. So even if I'm winning a race, I know that there are places that I can go back and improve on. And there's a, there's a few races throughout my career where it's like, honestly, that was almost perfect, but I've never had a perfect race yet. And it's, it's constantly searching for that. And that's, you know, that's what we talked about a little bit earlier. That's what I train and race for is try and get that, you know, perfect race where everything flows and it just, you know, comes together really nicely. Again, some advice from my dad, he said, you're, there's always going to be something that goes wrong in a race. And, you know, it's how you overcome them that make you a champion or not. So I've always kind of kept that in mind too, but the lows, it's, it's okay to feel off and bad about it for a little while and not necessarily sulk, but just take 24 hours. But then it's important to try and put it behind you and take those positives that you had from the race and build on those and then look at what you did wrong or where you came up short and figure out why. And I have a great team behind me where if I don't have a good race or something didn't happen how we thought, we usually are able to go back, look at the training, you know, for a race, for example, and find out, you know, why exactly did that not go exactly how we wanted it to. So um, it's having a, a constructive mindset, maybe of being able to a solution focused mindset of how can we fix things rather than just focusing on either what went wrong or what went right? Because just as bad as focusing on, you know, only focusing on the negative is if you only focus on the positive as well, then you can get complacent and you're not really growing and and building off of those successes. Very well said. So Ben, what can we expect from you in the next five years? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I'm, I mean, I'm taking it one year at a time. And I, I mean, some of my main goals are to win a, a half Ironman world championship. There's the opportunity for me to probably race a, a full distance triathlon, so a full Ironman distance. But really, it's, it's traveling around and trying to be the best triathlete, dad, husband, person that I can be. And um, yeah, you'll see me racing all around the U.S. And other than that, yeah, it's just for me, it kind of comes in in one year chunks at a time as the the race season pans out. And um, I'm kind of excited. It's a bit of a, I think, a turning point for me in my career. And hopefully you'll see me just racing strong and building on every year. Well, I will tell you that that's good advice to have no matter what. Just take it kind of one race, one year at a time. Ben, it was so good catching up with you today. And I hope you can join us again. And I'm going to really encourage our audience to follow you. What is the best way to follow you in your upcoming races? Is it via your website or you tell me? 
Thanks. I'm on Instagram and that's a good way to just, you know, kind of get a few daily updates just at Ben Canute. My wife and I, we also have a YouTube channel and have been updating that to just show the races, show what we're doing on a, you know, kind of a weekly or monthly basis. And that's a website. If you type in Team Canute or Ben and Courtney Canute, you should be able to find us on there. And yeah, I do have a website too, bencanute.com. So really just looking for Ben Canute. I usually have everything relatively simple related to that. Well, thank you so much. We're really hoping that FNF Unplugged will bring, you know, some light to being a triathlete and maybe even bring some new people into the sport or at least, you know, watching the sport. Awesome. That's great. And yeah, I think triathlon is a great community. It's very welcoming. And I'm, I feel very strongly that no matter who you are, you can be a triathlete too, if if you want to try it out. Well, thank you so much for being our guest at FNF Unplugged. Thank you for having me. If you have questions, comments, or would like us to feature a specific topic, email fnfeducation at fnf.com. Thanks for downloading FNF Unplugged, a presentation of the FNF family of companies. All rights reserved. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent, including Fidelity National Financial or its directors. Please seek legal or financial advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.